Okay. She said podcast in a weird way. <laughs> podcast. You went podcast. Pod- podcast. Podcast. Yeah, but I don't say it. How do you say it? Podcast. 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 Welcome, wonderful people, to Love For All, the podcast, where queer love is the main topic. We've made this for LGBTQ lovers, wedding supplier folk, and anyone else who just wants to listen to us ranting, raving about queer love and the heteronormative society that we live in. Uh, I'm Else, joined by my amazing co-hosts, Steph and Steph. (laughs) (laughs) And we're super excited to be here recording our first ever episode. Today's episode is all going to be about beginnings, our own to be exact. Uh, We're going to be sharing our coming out stories, the pivotal moments that shaped us, and ultimately what brought us here talking to you lovely lot about all things love and weddings. Hello. Hi. Hi. So Steph and Steph obviously have the same name. Um, it's spelled differently. So I'm Steph with an FF. And I'm a Steph with a PH. And today, to differentiate between the Stephs, uh, Steph PH is much more nasally because they've got a winter cold. Apologies, everyone. That has lasted for the past 84 years. So this is our first ever episode. We've been planning to do this for a very long time. It's quite exciting that we're actually We really here. ADHD'd this, didn't we? we very long we time. <laughs> About six months ago, I think, was the first initial booking to record this, but it just never got done. So what today, can we say? We've been busy. As yeah, well. it's been busy. It's been it's been wedding season. I don't know why we decided to try and do it in peak wedding season. That was a stupid idea. Um, but today, obviously, we're going to be talking about what the fuck brought us here. And if this is a podcast that you thought I'm going to listen to whilst I've got my kids in the car or younger people around me, don't do don't that. Don't do that. Or Why? you can if you Why want. Why not? They're going to end up swearing when they're adults anyway. If you want to censor your children, then don't listen to this podcast because there's going to be a lot of fucks, shits, bollocks and twats. 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 <laughs> so introductions, who are you? So I'm Steph. I'm Steph with the FF. Um, I'm from Rebel Love Club and I am the main photographer for Rebel Love Club. I'm Els. I'm the videographer at Rebel Love Club. Um, I also own a video production company called Free Crows and Co, where we do commercial, 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 <laughs> commercial, corporate films, documentaries, all of that fun stuff. That is me. Um, and I'm Steph, PH Steph, <laughs> um, and I am a photographer. Um, my company is Stephanie Dreams Photography, um, as well as starting and running the Love for All workshop. Woo! Um, so let's start with you, Steph. In terms of like, what the fuck brings you here? Like, how did you get to this seat filming a recording a queer podcast about weddings? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> What's your story? Um, so I lived my life straight for 31 years. And I then kissed a girl and liked it and yeah I'm queer and um I think since then has been a eye-opener for me in terms of the wedding industry I was a wedding photographer before that um if you want to call what I did photography but um that's another (laughs) another thing but um I was a wedding photographer before that and I think it was just very eye-opening in terms of how cishet normative the wedding industry is 
um, in 2020, Love for All started. Um, and that was really the time as well that I thought that I just really want to focus on promoting being a queer owned photographer and to really serve the LGBTQ plus community um, with their weddings and love stories. Can you explain for the listeners what Love for All workshop is? Love for All is a wedding workshop that is mainly for wedding photographers and videographers to come along to. And we do educational talks and seminars to basically help start your inclusivity and allyship journey, as well as having a segment for styled shoots. So the reason we do it this way is because you're learning and you're you're starting like opening your eyes to actually being an ally because it's a fucking action Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, also showing representation with the real LGBTQ plus couples that we get in um, that you can photograph in video. We also do things for other suppliers. So if you're not a photographer or videographer, then um, other suppliers can still learn and come along as well. Steph, FS, <laughs> who the fuck are you? What brings you here? Uh, what brings me here? That's a very open and wide tell question. Me your, tell me your coming out story. My coming out story. Oh, God. Okay. <sighs> Not gone public with this yet, but okay. <laughs> should, we, should we just bring your mum and get her to tell us? So I was at school. So I did actually come out fairly early. At the time, I thought it was late. I was 16 um a couple of my best friends were queer or identified as queer in like year 10 11 one of my best friends had a girlfriend and i then got with that girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) they had split up they had split up okay i mean it'd been a few months and let's just say that that best friend we no longer speak um we were 16 yeah but we do stupid shit when we're young we've got no morals it's fine well, I was just following my heart, yeah. so <laughs> I do love love. But yeah, no, I was 16. I came out as bisexual initially. I didn't actually come out. My mum did it for me. It did not ask her to do it. But it, I'm kind of quite thankful for it because it took away all of that pain and aggro. What did she do to help you come <laughs> she out? She just though? told everybody that just she had a daughter that was a lesbian. Like <laughs> <laughs> really pr- proudly as well. Yeah, like I literally didn't have to come out to any of my friends or family. Like, which is an amazing position to be in, I think, for like yeah, someone. It's weird the... though because like I see the pain that people go through yeah. through coming out, but I feel like I've kind of had that like taken away from me. Like, I don't really have a coming out story mm. because it was done for me. Yeah, but then also on the flip side of that, I come out every day anyway. Yeah. Like, come out especially when I worked in the corporate world. Like coming out to new clients and blah, blah. I mean, what we do now, it's really obvious that I'm queer. Like, I'm here, I'm queer. Like, it screams it from our profile. Uh But yeah, that's my coming out story. And becoming a wedding photographer. So I guess it kind of starts with Instagram. Yeah. So me and you, we have or had or have a travel account we were wandering. And I guess my love for photography started in my teens, like I had a DSLR back then. I like to travel, I like to take pretty photos. Then that developed even more with our Instagram account, taking travel photos. And it started off just us recording, like what we got up to for our own pleasure, but it developed into so much more than that. We gained a following, started getting work from it. And then 
I think it was you, else that inspired me to kind of go into the wedding industry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, actually, it's because I was doing videography and someone said, can you do my wedding? Yeah. Your stepsister. No, but that wasn't that wasn't that moment. That wasn't the pivotal yeah, moment fair. for me. So, like, you started to kind of go down the route of, like, filmmaking and videography. And that was from our travels as well. That started, what, with your GoPro? Don't tell my story. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right. Not, not my story to tell. <laughs> same, same own lane. So, yeah, it was you that inspired me because you started going down that route. Um, I had done my stepsister's wedding just as, like, a little freebie just to help her out. And then you got asked to film someone's wedding and their photographer dropped out with COVID a few days before. Those are the days. I know, right? And I stepped in and literally it was, my first ever wedding was um, Islington Town Hall. <laughs> Which <laughs> pretty wild, is, now is, I know what it yeah. is. <laughs> like for anyone that is a wedding photographer or videographer, that's quite, that's like one of the places you want to do, isn't it? So to it have was that fun and then we did like a whole like tube shoot yeah. and like, well, yeah, it was great. Um, and then, yeah, I loved it. So I did the typical ADHD thing, hyper-focused on it, bought more cameras. And I think within about three months, I had quit my full-time job and I was fully self-employed. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Just took me like 10 years. <laughs> How about you, babe? Um, I, yeah, I'm also known as babe on this podcast. Babe! <laughs> um, aggressively babe as well. I, well... How I got into it, I am an old romantic. <laughs> I am, like I am, like I live in a fairy tale world in my head. So the fact that, like, I was doing videography, like I was filming, like I was doing like a van build, and then I was doing some like commercial stuff with like a friend, and then when we did a wedding, I was like, oh my god, like I, I love this because I'm such a romantic. I get to like tell this love story, and it's real, and it's so fucking cool. Um, and you're so good at it. No, oh, thank <laughs> you. So yeah, I love films. I love cheesy romantic films. My wedding films, I don't really think are that cheesy anymore. I think I started off that very typical route of like um, really piano music, everything slow, is slow motion. motion. Whereas <laughs> now it's just like chaotic and great, um, organized chaos, like organized fun chaos. organized yeah. chaos. And it, yeah, that's because of the couples that we get, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I feel like I ultimately fell into it. Um, but I suppose doing LGBTQ weddings in specific is super special to all of us mm -hmm. um, because we obviously are all queer. I come out when I was 13. I think I knew I was queer. Well, I don't know if I knew I was queer, but I was chasing, I'm not going to say their name on the podcast because I still have them <laughs> on Facebook. I was chasing a certain someone in primary school in year three um, during Kiss Chase. And I was the only girl obviously chasing another girl. I was like with the boys, um, which is actually a really problematic game now yeah. when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. But yeah, Kiss Chase in primary school, I was already chasing girls. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I come out when I was 13. So for me being queer is like a huge part of my identity um as it is all of us but yeah I, I just don't really picture anything else isn't it weird like when you look back at like from what you can remember from like your childhood is like there's moments where you're like oh my god yeah I was definitely queer oh yeah there's always like, a teacher as well isn't there do you have that like from what Steph? you can remember <laughs> Steph with PH? I don't know. Like, I definitely was, like, had girl crushes a lot. Mm. I was also, like, really, like, 
obsessed with like couples oh okay so like if i saw a cool couple like generally they were petties um like i would be like oh they look so cool yeah yeah i know what you mean like um, i've had obsessions with couples like I think the I'm nation in love with the does couple though. and the relationship rather than the yeah. individual. The nation does though, because like the whole like David and Victoria Beckham film, like Harry and Meghan, yeah, like any bit, big tower yeah, couples. These different. were like random people walking yeah. down. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I had girl crushes a lot. I think sometimes mm. like there were there were a few things like I would pretend to kiss girls. Okay. <laughs> um, like, would you do this hand thing? Oh, I know. I remember what? that. And oh, what like, hand? Like, kiss your like you'd like kiss the hand. Suck your your thumb. I remember suck that. Suck your thumb. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That you were like this. It was something like this. Uh, for the... Yeah, it was like something like that. That's weird. No, I don't. <laughs> I remember that. So um, How funny. There was two people, I think, that, that used to that... thumb kiss with. Yeah. Thumb kiss. Interesting. Um, I just used to kiss posters. And that. Oh, I did that. <laughs> okay, but that was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there, there were a few things maybe, but like I don't ever think, I don't know, I don't think there was a pivotal moment yeah. that mm. I, I was never hiding. I think the fun kiss might have been for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so nostalgic that you've just, because I've not even thought about that since like the last time it happened. <laughs> like that was such, that was quite like a, a common thing in school to do like so you weren't kissing. Yeah. But I do remember doing that with girls, yeah. Yeah. And, like, they wanted to do it. It was all consensual. And um, I think also just, like, I think this probably goes into more neurospiciness as mm. well, but, like, obsessions with friends. But that was mm. more, I think, because I wanted a best friend so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I don't think, I don't know. I don't look back and have moments but I'm sure there were yeah like when I did come out I remember my friend being like oh well you have always fancied girls so I was like okay yeah. <laughs> thanks for telling me <laughs> thanks for the heads up babe yeah I think yeah there's always like someone in like everyone's coming out story that they like, knew before they did like my dad for me was just like oh no I don't think anybody knew about me really when I came out obviously I came out as bisexual initially a couple of my friends at the time were like, no, you're definitely a lesbian. You're not bisexual. And then like, you know, this whole like demand avoidance. I was like, no, I am bisexual. <laughs> I am tell not a lesbian. But yeah, no. <laughs> and how do we all feel about labels now? Do we, do we have labels that we like to? I dip in and out of them, I feel. Like I like to identify with lesbian, but then also for me, there is some trauma that is attached to that word. It's a very sexualized word, yeah. isn't it? It's been used as a slur in in school, like for me, and then also the way that cis men have sexualized the shit out of lesbianism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, like when I was younger, when I did finally come out as a lesbian, I more sucked the label gay, and now as an older lesbian, I probably use queer more than anything, because although. Like, I have identified that I, that sexuality is fluid and, like, it's not just stagnant throughout your whole life. I feel like it ebbs and flows. As I know. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like queer encompasses all of that rather than being specific in a box. Has that changed at all with Al's gender journey? Yeah, I think I, I always used to say, oh, I'm gay um, growing up. And then within the last year... 
I don't know, do I say I've come out as non-binary? Yes, but it feels, it does kind of feel like I've had to come out because I've had to tell people and I've had to kind of have conversations. But as in the last year, as I've identified more as non-binary, I'm definitely more leaning towards the label queer. Um, I'm in a lesbian relationship. I mm. think I still recognize. Um, but yeah, for the record, my pronouns are they, she. Else, they she probably should have done that. This is an LGBT, yeah. We fucked that up. (laughs) I Um, think we're just so nervous about cracking on. Yeah, Yeah. we're finally here. Uh, so pronouns segment. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to do their pronouns quick before we move on? Okay, Steph with an FF. I am she, her currently undecided on exactly where that is, but most comfortable with she, her currently. Uh, else, of they, she. With preference to they? With preference to they, yes. We have, it's been a journey. Is that why you have they before she? Yes. Uh, Steph, PH, she, her. And for the record, please don't say I've been listening to these lovely ladies on a podcast. Or girls. Or girls. Well, girls. Girls. <laughs> um, none of us identify as ladies. <laughs> don't call me a fucking lady. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about why we're why we're doing this, why we've decided to do the Love for All podcast. So I think we decided to make it a Love for All podcast yeah. because of the workshop that's already there and the work that we do for the wedding industry mm-hmm. for LGBTQ plus folk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was always there. However, we really wanted to integrate couples listening to this lovers to be weds newlyweds like mm. people who don't want to get married mm-hmm. like literally anyone and because we're definitely going to be talking about why people don't want to get married yeah i think like, relationships in general this is going to be about like queer relationships in general as well you know mm-hmm. yeah like love and i think for the wedding industry to just hear something like this mm-hmm. is really important because they're going to learn so much without even thinking they're learning anything. Yeah. Um, there's a few podcasts that I always like get people to listen to if they're looking for like education or just awareness mm-hmm. of the LGBTQ plus community. And I would just like one of these, like this to be one of them, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, and just to have LGBTQ folk be heard and yeah. have a space to talk about love. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and definitely. To, to give you an idea of the discussions that we're going to be having across, you know, this these episodes, this series, uh, we're going to be talking about why we much prefer celebrants to registrars because majority of the time they don't fuck it up for queer people when it comes to marrying them. We're going to be talking about non-binary marriage, you know, what, what that means around pronouns, language. Um, we're going to be talking to some really, really exciting special guests that have just got married, people that are in um, trans relationships that are battling fucking name changes and all of the stresses that I think a lot of straight people don't even fucking realise when it comes to I also think it's important to kind of uh, acknowledge like ace relationships as well. Yes, yeah. And people that don't want to get married, you know, Mm -hmm. people that um, marriage can also feel like such a patriarchal thing i think queer people are really trying to reclaim that um but there's still a lot of people even you know steph and i who even in our mindset we're 
we often I, get asked if we're married yeah. and it's usually at a wedding and then <laughs> yeah. we say no and then they ask if we're going to get married and then we say no yeah. <laughs> and it feels a bit contradictory sometimes to be wedding photographer and videographers that don't want to get married mm -hmm. um but i think it's important to acknowledge that we mostly focus on like queer and feminist weddings yeah. and we're here for anything that breaks the norm so even if that is within marriage you're still sticking a big middle finger up to the patriarchy just mm -hmm. by being you and doing you i do think a lot of the time queer people get married mm -hmm. to do that yeah 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 because yeah. they so, haven't been allowed to for so long I suppose that's a wrap on episode one. We've uh, we've done our introductions. We've said hello, who we are who we are. Yeah. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed listening. Please come back to the next one. You will come back to the next one because this can be great. We're excited. <laughs> We're super excited. <laughs> you sound really Bristolian then. Did I? Yeah. All right, my lover. Spending too much time. With yeah. <laughs>